Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 274 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, live on Facebook. As always, though, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. A new feature, if you listen on Spotify and you're a Spotify podcast listener, there is video of the podcast. So if you are like, oh, I missed the live, I don't go on Facebook, how do I see the video? Head over to Spotify, search Keep Moving Forward, and you got the live video every week. It's not live when you're watching it, but it'll be the video that we shot live. So I'll digress. I'll go back to where else you can find it. But that's exactly where you can find it on Spotify. As always, though, available on iTunes. And while you're there, please do not forget to five-star rate and review. I love reading about the reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That is you guys. Excuse me. Built Bar has coming out with some new flavors, a lot of marshmallow flavors. You're a fan of the Built Puffs. Uh, They have uh, peanut butter, which I'm only talking about this because they sent me free ones, and I ate them like three seconds. I didn't even take a picture of it. Bad influencer. I'm sorry. Um, But definitely check that out. Sailway Coffee. SailwayCoffee.com. Use code WWO10. You will save 10% off your order. Uh, This is the best nitro bar out there. I'm not just saying that because whatever, I'm an ambassador for them. This really is awesome nitro brew, different flavors. They have a salted caramel uh, horchata. They have a um, a different holiday flavors that come out. So definitely check them out. SailwayCoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10. And I I was telling Katie before I started the podcast, I messed things up. I did. I messed up. WWBRO podcast at BillBar.com. Check that out. Also, if you're interested in Plexus, we're going to be talking about that tonight with Katie. DM me for more info. Also, you can DM Katie and Kim. Kim was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. We would love to talk about with that with you as well. Let me plug some friends of mine. John Ziegler, his comedy special is available on YouTube. You can find it also through his Instagram page. Go to John Ziegler Comedy. The link in his bio, John Ziegler, Getting My Affairs in Order. Check it out. If you want to come see me do live comedy, and you'll be in the Princeton, New Jersey area this week in a- April 28th and 29th. I'll be at Catcher Rising Star, Princeton, New Jersey. My buddy Ryan Marr will be headlining. Come hang out with us. Get tickets at catcherrisingstar.com. And Long Island, I do have a show coming up May 12th. Hardigan House, Beth Page. DM me for tickets and information. That's the only way you're going to get it. So just do just DM me for the information. With that being said, I am very excited to bring my special guest on the show today. Um, Katie, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm great. I am super excited. I am so excited to have you on. I messed up twice. I actually almost <laughs> deleted you off the feed while I was bringing you up. I told you things happen. It's live. We, we record this live. It, mistakes happen. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't delete you from the feed and you're here. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been doing this for 20 years. I, I, you know, you would think that maybe I would get the hang of it once in a while. (laughs) I like to, I like to mess it up a little bit. How have you been today? Good. I'm good. Yeah. Today's been a great day. You always seem to get a good mood. I like that. I am actually. (laughs) Of course, everybody has their days for sure. But I would say in general, as a general statement, I am a pretty happy person. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That were you always that way, or is it just something recently that you know, as you're getting older and taking care of yourself, that just the mood is improved? <laughs> no, I was not always this way. Okay, <laughs> at all. 
<laughs> Either with like Angry Katie, I would love to. I think I would, you know, if we were doing a movie, it'd be the prequel would be like, you know. It was more like broody Katie. Okay. Tired Katie, uh, anxious Katie, lots of different versions, but not bubbly happy. Good mood, Katie. Mm. Okay. And you like this version the best, I'm assuming. This is I do. I'm right. living my best life right now. I, I I've been following you for a little while now because as I mentioned, Kim, our, our mutual friend who I was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, she was like, You gotta follow my friend Katie, she's awesome. And you know, you first follow somebody and you don't know you don't know them, you don't really know it. And I was always like amazed at how happy you were, and and it did see and it didn't seem fake. Like sometimes you see people and it's like it's coming off like not genuine, but you were genuinely like enjoying yourself and having a good time. And it, it's con contagious. Like, yeah, I want to go out there and live my best life. I want to get cowboy boots and, and, you know, and do things, but that, you know, I'm not going to do that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you just want to enjoy the fun. Thank you for the compliment on, no you know, how genuine it seems because sometimes I, I don't, I don't worry about that, but it's just feels nice that it, it's seen, right? Like I'm not, I'm not out there putting on any kind of a show for anybody. I just am genuinely the happiest I've ever been. And it keeps getting better. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just feeling great, loving life. I love where I live. I've I've moved to Georgia three years ago. Okay. Georgia agrees with me. Um, I love being 40. I just turned 40 in the fall. I love it. How often was being 40? Like seriously, like I, I love it so much. Like I know who I am now. Yep. And there's no, like, I don't have to pretend to be anybody. I don't feel yeah. the need to please people. I just, it's so good. It's so good. I love being 40. I tell people all the time, like, I'm going to be 44 in August. And I am enjoying my 40s more than my 30s. And it's really because I don't care anymore. I really, you don't like me. You don't like what I'm doing. Just go away. Like, yeah. it's, it's really, it's it's not, It's the I think it's the age where, like, no F's given. It really is, like, you know, I've been I mean, through everything. You figured out who you are. Like, I actually loved my 30s. A lot of my transformation and my journey happened in my 30s. Okay. And now in my 40s, I'm enjoying it. And I've really figured out who I am, what I like, what I'll tolerate. You know, I, I remove things that don't belong in my space that are not welcome here. It's just, I've kind of just figured it all out. You know, it's great. So what age did you uh, start this whole journey and transformation? Yeah. So I started, um, I think I was 32. Okay. Seven, seven years ago. So I was 32. I had just had my third baby. I have three daughters. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was, I, I kept packing on the weight after each kid. And three kids by 32. That's, you know, some people just get started by that age. And it's like, you know, being that young and having that response, that's a lot on someone's on shoulders, you know? Yeah, that was part of the culture that my husband and I grew up in. Um, we were LDS for, I mean, we were both raised uh, Mormon LDS. Okay. Yeah. And that was our culture. You get married super young, start a family. You just, you settled quickly. And we did that. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm glad that we did it the way we did it. it it's fine. It worked well for us. But it was definitely something we took on at a very young age and, so by the time I was 32, we had had all three of our kids. Wow. Yeah. My, my, my parents were young when they had me and my brother. Um, and it was, it, they were, my mom was 23 when she had me. My dad was 24. And then two years later, my brother was around. Yeah. It was the 70s. It was a little different. I was born in the 70s. He was born in the early 80s. But it was a little different time that people, that's what they did. And they, you know, I, I'm going to be 44. Like I said, I can't fathom like getting a plant 
and taking care of it. Like, <laughs> let alone now there's like lives that like I have to feed them and like, you know, do things. Yeah, like I'm, I'm amazed I'm able to, I mean, I've kept all my kids alive this long. It's gone well. We're doing okay <laughs> so Freaking far. Girl, every day we, we mark, mark it down. Yeah. Thousand something days. We're still, they're still going strong. Good. Yep. So far, so good. And like, so you, you said 32. So, you, you you know, I'm just trying to like lay uh you know, like, like a little picture out for people because a lot of people are out there and like they have multiple kids and they're you know they you said you people put weight on after they have children you know both men and women you know i've seen guys who you know, my friends of mine have had weight uh, gain weight after their wives have had kids because you know it's like they're just go both going different ends so you're 32 years old a lot of responsibility not feeling probably you know you said you you put some weight on what like was a thing that just like clicked and like, I'm going to change everything about my life at this point. Well, I, I love that question. Cause I actually did have that moment. Um, and my journey started way before that and health and fitness was not anything that I really grew up understanding. I didn't have good examples of this from my parents. Um, I didn't know how to eat well. And so it's kind of been like, I would say the first time I ever struggled with my weight was in high school. And then I got married and I was heavier than, than I am now when I got married, probably by about 30 pounds or so. Um, and I got, I gained a lot of weight after I got married and then we got pregnant and then I lost that pregnancy and I gained weight after that. Like, honestly, it has been this crazy up and down roller coaster for years. And I did the HCG diet several times and I dropped a lot of weight doing that. I was miserable doing that. And I remember after the like third or fourth time I did this HCG diet, which if you don't know what that is, that's no where you really, you've never heard of it. No. Uh... So basically what it is, is you would inject yourself right with a needle okay. HCG, the HCG hormone, which is the pregnancy hormone. And then you proceed to eat 500 calories a day for a cycle, right? And some cycles are 23 days. Um, the ones I did were 43. They were it was, calories. It was horrible. Yes. It was miserable. It was the worst experience for, for me. And I lost a lot of weight doing it, but I didn't learn anything. The weight always came back. So after like the third time I had done this, I was like, okay, I'm like talking to myself. I'm like, this didn't work. It's not working. We we've, we've got to figure out a way that you can lose weight, maintain it and still eat the things you like. Those were the things I was thinking in my head at the time. This was back in 2013 and I hadn't even had my third daughter yet, Okay. but I had this mindset shift of thinking this way. And I was like, there's got to be a way to have it all. I've got, there's got to be a way. And I just, I knew that, it, that, that I couldn't do that again, the injections and the low calorie. I just knew I couldn't do it again. The 500 calories a day to me sounds is scary. I mean, like, I hate needles and the injections too. Like, but like, just to even think like, okay, after I do that, you know, go through the trauma of like, now I have to inject myself. That's 500 calories, nothing in a day. No. And I would stand up from my couch and black out. Oh my God. And then when I was done, my stomach was a mess. I was a mess. It was horrible, horrible. And it was crazy low. I, I had obsessive thoughts about food. I was just a mess. Yeah. Cause you're denying yourself, you yeah. know, food. So your body's like, no, I want, I want that. Like, I know it's, just, it's, it's a crazy thing. Like, you know, and when you hear about these crash diets, people do them and it's, it comes in all different forms and you hear like peanut butter diet or like, you know, but everything is like, you know, 
yeah, you can eat peanut butter, but like a hundred thousand calories of it and stuff like that, where you're denying your body the actual nutrients it needs to actually work. And people do this because they want that instant gratification. And, oh, yeah. you know, they don't eat quick. Yeah. And I think it's everybody wants. Was that like something that you had to come to grips with? Like, okay, this is going to be for the long haul. Like, you know, and that's probably sometimes the hardest thing I think for people to actually come to grips with that it is a long haul lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Was that something that was hard for you to grasp onto? Or like, it was like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. Here we go. Well, I think when I was doing the HCD diet, I was really fixated on, I want to drop this much weight in this amount of time. But when I had my mindset shift, I remember being like, I honestly don't care how long this takes me. I don't care. This can take me seven years, 10 years. I don't care. Um, What I knew was that I didn't want to do this again and gain it all back and waste my time. I was tired of wasting my time. And so the lifestyle change mindset was kind of a little bit slow coming with actually taking action. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. But like what I did for myself was I was like, okay, you got to make this sustainable. You got to figure out a way to enjoy this. And then also you have to let go of how long it takes you. You've got to be okay with how, if this takes you five years, that's okay. Because this has to be something that you can do until you're a grandma, until you're an old woman. Yeah. That was my mindset. And so that really, yeah, that really paved the way for me to do it the right way. Well, my dad always says this, like whenever I've struggled my weight my whole life. And the the first thing I always go to is how long it's going to take. And what, you know, whenever my father always says, he goes, you know, those years are going to go by anyway. It's like, what are you going to do with it though? Like, what are you going to do in that time? And that was really when I first got into the groove. Like I, that's what I used to say. I used to the podcast every week because he was right. Like, you know, even now struggling these last couple of years, they went by, they, they happened. It wasn't like it was going to hit pause. And like, when you snap back into it, like you could start again, like it, it's going by. It's, there's no yeah. stopping it's that. So true. And one of the things that helped me to get my head straight was like, um, understanding that no matter what I do with the next five years, time's going to pass anyway. So if you have a goal, if you have something that you want to do with yourself, don't give up on it because it's going to take a long time. In fact, the best things take a long time. Yes, they do. A long time. This is for me, this journey. So I've, I've been doing this for seven years and it's one of the best, one of the greatest accomplishments of my life. I'm very proud of how long it's taken me, how long I've been working on this. And I'm down almost a hundred pounds total. That's, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. That you I mean, you think about where you started from where you are now, and also the the example you set for your children. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's the thing too. Like, you know, I was always I was a heavy kid. Um, food was always a big thing for me. Um, I grew up in a different time where like you went to school and it was the worst things to eat. On when you got lunch, they they just it was not they didn't care about anything. It was pizza and macaroni, and this is what was available. They didn't have like vegetables and grilled chicken options or anything like that. But I'm seeing more now kids eating healthier. I think because the parents are more mindful of it. Like my nephews, um, even my niece, they love strawberries, they like fruit, um, grapes are always eating. I mean, they love candy as well, but you know, my nephew Luke can eat a pound of strawberries and like, that's what it'll go for over like chips or something like that, which to me is like, I mean, I go back to when I was a kid. I, Oh, I was, it was, it was everything with sugar and cookies and like that. I didn't think about that. 
Are your yeah, kids that way too? Or are they? Uh... Are. They love like raw tomatoes. They'll sit there and just like munch on a raw tomato. I mean, of course, they still eat kid food. I don't just yeah, buy course. them like organic, you know, non dairy. You just eat raw tomatoes, kids. Yeah. That's it. That's all they get. <laughs> no, no, but they do. They like healthy stuff too. They love apples, bananas. They eat raw mm-hmm. tomatoes. They crack me up. Um, and they know, they see. Here's what I like about my example for them is that. I'm not just like, oh, I'm not going to have dessert tonight, guys, because I'm watching. Like, no, I actually will eat ice cream with them. When we go out to dinner, I eat normal food. I'm not telling them, I'm, I'm not setting this example with where you don't ever get to have something that you is, you know, that you get to enjoy. It's not something where I'm eating lettuce and chicken all the time and mommy's always on a diet. For me, that is the best example that I'm setting for them is balance because that's hard to find. 100%. And that's what I'm coming to grips with more. Even when I was very successful, I didn't have balance. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm all in or I'm all out. That's kind of my personality with things. It's either I jump in and when I'm in, I'm in. But yeah. I now I'm trying to find that balance of like, you know, you know, it's okay that you can, like I said, you can have some ice cream with the kids. You could, you know, it's okay to go to a party and partake in the party and, you know, I felt like I, and this is one of the reasons when I did slide back, it was great to eat again, like go to a place. And I used to bring all my food and tubwares. And yeah, it was great because I was losing weight and I was doing this. But like, I always felt like I didn't belong in a way. Like I hear I was like heating my food up and not eating what other people are eating. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad. Like it made me feel bad. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like I was, you know, putting that on me that I'm not like everybody else. And I just wanted to belong, you know, in a, in a way. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and it's tough because, you know, when you're losing weight, you've got to make some sacrifices. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you. I think that balance is really difficult to find. And really, the balance for me when I found it was learning when it was like when it was some a, a time that I wanted to indulge, for lack of a better word, or have the cheeseburger or have the dessert. And then when it, when it was time to focus, when it was time to, you know, be, you know, in my goals, doing, doing the things. And I, there's an, I I call it the 80% rule, right? Like 80% of the time I'm tracking, I'm doing the things I'm working out, I'm drinking my water, I'm doing the things, but then, you know, 15, 20% of the time I'm enjoying date night. I'm on vacation we're having a pizza night because it's my daughter's birthday, like things like that. There's a balance. And, and I don't feel like you should have to completely restrict everything all the time in order to lose weight. No, ab- absolutely. And, you know, they did actually, my, my, my WW coach said that too, like, you know, did the same thing. Like she said, 75, 25. Like if you, if you're successful, to, if you're on track 20, 75% of the time, you will lose weight. Like that is just, you know, yeah, the, it just equals out and you're right all those things you want to do and, and, and not partake. Like you go out to dinner with your husband. I don't call it date night for couples because you know, it's, I have a theory on that. You know how you feel about that. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you've been to the war, you know, you, you know, no one goes to go back to the war once you're home. So, you know, um, so when you go out to dinner with your husband, eat food, um, on a night on the weekend, um, <laughs> Oh gosh. You know, when and there's single people there who are, you know, who are scared and, you know, and you guys are having the time of your life and they're like, oh, look at that. We want to get to that one day. It'll never happen. But whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, seriously, I mean, you get to enjoy all that. And if you 
you know, I follow you and you are, you're having the time of your life and it's awesome. Like you found that balance. Well, you know, I had to figure out what I didn't want to give up. Right. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things I did not want to give up was vacation. I did not want to go on a trip and worry about what I was eating and not eat the ice cream and not drink the margaritas. Mm -hmm. I did not want to do that. That was a game that was a deal breaker for me. So the first time I went to Hawaii in 2016, we were celebrating our 10 year anniversary and yes, we've been married almost 17 years this year. Crazy. Anyway, so we went to Hawaii. That was my first vacation, you know, in my journey. And I gained 10 pounds on the scale when I came back, right? The scale showed a 10 pound gain and I got right back to work, right back to work. And it came off in a matter of days. And that showed me how little damage we actually do when we go off track for a few yeah. days. And that showed me too, that I can spend the rest of my life enjoying holidays and enjoying vacations because I did not want to give those things up. That was part of my balance. Absolutely. Because you think about it, when you go to a place, a, a, you know, destination, I mean, food and the drinks is part of that destination. It's what it's known for. It's what you experience. I mean, listen, we're, we're humans. We're, you know, food is going to be a part of vacation. It's, it's, you know, you go to, uh, you go down South, you're going to eat barbecue. You know, you go to New York, you can eat pizza and bagels. I mean, these are the things that like, you know, it just, you have to do it. And you said, true. When you, when you step on the scale of vacation, you're going to be up. But a lot of that salt, um, inflammation, if you're flying, that adds to it as well. And if you just get right back on track and you put that like, okay, that was a week, mm-hmm. however long it comes off. I mean, and but you have the memories and you have that, like, I didn't, you know, think about if you came back and you didn't try something when you were there. And like, I went to Hawaii and I didn't try this. And now I'm just thinking about it. Like that would right. kill you, right? Yeah. No regrets. Honestly, like that for me was just, I could not give up my vacations and I've learned how to have balance in my week too. You know, we, my husband and I have one night a week where we go eat. <laughs> Certain kind of night. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll be respectful here. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's a little date I'm night. Just I just, I'm just kidding. I mean, but you know what? And that's another subject for another day is I've been dating my husband for 17 years. Okay. We've been together for almost 18 years and we've been dating that entire time. And those nights, that time alone with him, it's been really amazing, but it's been so good for our relationship. Anybody out there who's listening, who is maybe feeling that disconnect in their relationship. I I will tell you putting your marriage and your relationship above your kids. Sorry. You just, I don't, that's how I feel. I believe that, that your relationship with your spouse is number one, the number one relationship in your life. And we, we make time at least a few times a month, even when our kids were really teeny, we would do that. And it was so good for our relationship. So for me, the date night, the dinners, that was another non-negotiable. And I'm here, I'm in my fittest I've ever been. And we went on a date last weekend, had wine, had a burger, and I'm living my life. I'm not having to sacrifice my life. And I agree with you. I don't, I feel like the food is part of it. I don't, and I think food should be enjoyed. Of course it should I think be. it's supposed to be enjoyed. And I don't, I don't feel like I have to eat chicken and lettuce in order to meet my weight loss goals either. That's another thing for me is I eat stuff I like to eat. Mm-hmm. I don't choke down anything I don't want to. Yeah. I mean, I, I did that. Like I like to cook. So like when I, I like to find things that I like and I'll put a healthier spin on it, but I do want to eat things that I like. I do want to eat macaroni. I do like to, you know, 
eat certain things. I do like cheese. I will put cheese on things. I will, you know, these are things I'm not giving up. Um, you know, I have friends that, you know, that food to them is just fuel for their body. And you know what, in a way I'm jealous and a way I'm not because, you know, coming from an Italian household, food was how we celebrated. It was how you showed love. Like, you know, my grandmother made lasagna on your birthday and it wasn't, Sally, you know, Sarah Lee lasagna where you took it out of the freezer and you put it in the oven. <laughs> where she made it, you know, from scratch and a lot went into it. And that was how she showed you, like, here, it's your birthday and here's a lasagna. And to, to this day, that's why people ask what my favorite food is that my grandmother's lasagna, which I'll never have again. But that's it, you know, and because I have those memories of like, you know, it's my birthday or something special. And even now, like when you say you have your date nights and you go out and you do all these things, it's building memories. And I love that you said you put your relationship first, that, you know, because by putting your relationship first, I mean, think about it. Your kids are coming from a home where both parents love each other or in this together and are doing the whole damn thing together where, you know, I'm not a relationship expert. God knows I've started more relationships than anything else, but. I have friends who are divorced and a lot of it stems from, you know, losing that. And did you feel guilty at first when you would decide like, we're going to put the relationship first that the kids were missing out or, um, you know, it's always been that way. Okay. I think when my youngest or sorry, when my oldest daughter, when we very first left her, because we would go on dates a lot before the kids were born, we were married for four years before we had any kids, which I'm proud of that too, because I feel like we had a lot of time to just be together. But the guilt um, of putting the kids first, um, I would say occasionally I feel that way. Like when we leave them and I'm like, okay, bye mom and dad are going to go on a date. But honestly, I, I, it's, it's what we're giving them is so much more, you know, they, they, you're right. They're coming from a home where their parents have an awesome relationship. And I, and I would rather have that for them than for them to have me laser focused on them all the time. Yeah. You know? They're going to see that in their relationships too. I mean, it's just going to, they're learning from you. They're just picking up yeah. the cues that you guys are doing and in their relationships as they get older, they're going to want that as well. So, I mean, it's, it's a good way to look at it. You know, like, yeah, we're parents. Of course we take care of, we love our kids, but we also, we're a partnership and it starts here so you can take care of everything else. And well, honestly, the friendship I have with my husband is my favorite. Um, obviously we have a romance and we love each other, but mm -hmm. he's my friend. And I know that when the kids are gone, we're going to have a blast together because we know we're, we're, we're doing this together. We're walking side by side. We're not just drifting apart, living in the same house, living different lives, growing apart. Like, we have our inside jokes. We have our time together. We try to spend time together every day after he gets home from work. Um, yeah, I, he comes first. And I and and then I also come first, too. I'm one of those moms that I put myself first. Now, that I have guilt for. Well, I mean, I was going to say, they teach us this in WW. Um, they say it over and over again. You know, you're on an airplane. What's the first thing they tell you? If in trouble put your mask on first before you help somebody else. <laughs> so, I mean, you think about it, you're taking care of yourself being the best version of you now showing that to children, impressional children, you know, you know, the children pick up on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I know I say things, my nephews pick it up like that and they say it, and I get in trouble. Um, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, you're 
taking care of yourself first so you can take care of them and they can grow up in that environment. So, I mean, yeah, I understand why you feel guilt, you know, it's human nature, but think about if you weren't taking care of yourself and you weren't doing that, what it would be like. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I look around at, at some of the other moms and I envy them in a way because I feel like they're better moms than me because, and this sounds so funny because I, I get conflicted about it, right? Like, I know because I take care of myself, I'm fun, I'm happy, I'm more focused, I'm present when I'm there. But I also feel bad that like, I'm. I, it's not the way I'm seeing other people do it. So because I'm not doing it the way other people do it, sometimes I feel like I'm doing it wrong. And I worry yeah. that I'm selfish and I'm self-centered and that I'm messing it up. I, I mean, it's all the time I feel like I'm messing it up. Yeah, but I mean, I understand where you're coming from with that. Um, but I mean, you the outside perspective, you're not. I mean, it's just, I see it like you're taking care of yourself. So you'll be there for your kids and, you know, you're giving, you're showing them that anything is possible, you know, and it does seem like, you know, again, I don't, I don't know your husband. I just see what I see on social media, but you guys look like a team, you know, taking this on and, you know, it's human nature. We will beat ourselves up. We'll find something to beat ourselves up about no matter what it is. We'll look like, if, Oh, everything's going good. Like I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm having a good time. What can I beat myself? Oh, I'm, I'm a bad mom. I mean, like, yeah, a bad mom. Stop it. You know, don't feel guilty. Stop it now. Um, you're really, you're doing everything to give them the best life possible. And believe me, you know, being healthy and being there is the most important thing. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of where I would feel like Plexus would be a good, would be a good thing to enter into this because, you know, when I, when I started Plexus six years ago, um, I was so tired. I was the start your stomach from doing the other thing was all messed up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I just, it was a lot and I was not happy and motherhood just didn't have the glow or the energy or the happiness that I wanted it to have. It wasn't what I thought it would be. And obviously like parenthood is not what anybody thinks is going to be before you're a parent, right? It's hard, but I just, it was so flat for me. I was just getting through the day and I didn't want to be that kind of mom. I wasn't enjoying it. It was hard going to the park. It was hard going to the zoo. It was hard doing anything with my kids. I was just exhausted. So tired. So how did you find out about Plexus? Was that something that you came across on social media or a friend just recommended it to you? Well, so actually I I got some samples of the slim from a friend in 2015 because I was having trouble with my milk supply and I tried the slim for a couple days and I thought it was a complete scam and these products are ridiculous. And then I stopped taking them and didn't revisit it for a year and a half. So a friend reached out to me, a different lady. And then a year and a half later, I was reintroduced by my friend, Kimberly. And she, cause I, because I, you know, I was on in the middle of my weight loss journey. I'd lost 65 pounds um, before I even added Plexus in, but I lost all this weight and I was still tired. I was still moody. I was hungry all the time. Do you know how hard it is to stick to your goals when you're hungry all the time? Yes. Eating chocolate. Every day. It's It's uh, it's, it's, it's being Anthony. Yes. That's exactly what it's like. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was struggling and I remember being like, I'm going to gain my weight back. I don't know what to do. I have to try something. And I remember Googling like anti, um, appetite, like suppressants or something I could do. So I I started Plexus, uh, 
really hoping that this would be an answer for me. And I got so much more than I was expecting besides just help with my weight loss, but it did help me to move forward and keep working on it and keep going. And my journey has been one of the slowest moving journeys I've ever seen. And I know that we don't know each other super well, but if you would have seen me seven, eight years ago, you would not recognize me. I mean, I see the pictures and it does not look like you at all. Even your, your face. It just, right? you, you, you have this glow about you now and you're like happy, genuinely happy. I mean, it's, it's like you, you see it, it radiates oh, okay. and you, you can see in the, the other pictures, like, you know, it was not, you aren't feeling it. And like, it's just like life was just, Every day was just like it is. Right? I mean, you can see it all over my face. Yeah, there's a picture of me. I'm in a green room, and I'm I was I'm the happiest. I'm I'm you know doing comedy, and I love it. And there's a picture of me um over 100 pounds ago, and I'm sitting there, and I look so miserable, and I'm because I know I knew exactly you know it's like it hurt to stand for a while. It hurt to do this. It just you know it's just everything was a problem, and it does it. It beats you down. And you just, it's just, sometimes you're just like, oh, that's it. I'm done. And it's all over your face. Yeah. All over you know, your face. I, I was pale. I had, I had trouble with my skin. I, I, I was inflamed. I was just, you could tell how tired I was. I wasn't sleeping well. And then I was sleeping during the day. And I was so embarrassed about that. I felt like such a bad mom because I had to take a nap every day. Like, Yeah. You can see it all over your face that you don't feel good. You can't hide it. People think that you can, but you can't. No, it's it's there. It's like it's like you know, it's just. Mm -hmm. yeah. it's like I, I was I was sad to see the version of myself that I had turned into. It was sad for me. I was like, this isn't what I wanted for myself. And you know what? Like one of the things that really helped me to get my head on straight. And this is going to sound really. This is vulnerable for me to admit, to be honest. So I'm just telling you this, like. Okay. I knew how beautiful I was underneath. I knew what a knockout I could be. I knew I was better than this. I was better than this, Katie. Like, come on. And that, it, that was me loving me, right? And a lot of my journey has been inward. When I first started, I had to talk to myself really sweetly. I had to be like, you are doing so good. You got through another day, babe. You lost this much weight this week. Good job. And it sounds hokey, but it works. If you can learn to be your own ally, if you can learn to be on your side instead of beating yourself up all the time. I did that for so long and it didn't work. And when I finally got my head on right and I started loving myself and knowing I could do better, knowing how beautiful I could be. And that's just personal. That's for me. I'm not saying you know, that you have to be slender to be pretty. Yeah. But I'm saying for me, I was not the version of myself that I knew I could be. And I knew that I was in here somewhere and I had to find her. But the health part of it was a huge part of this. It wasn't just like lose weight. You're going to look amazing. Like the reason that you talk about the glow I have, I love that you say that. It's so sweet of you to say I do have a glow because I'm healthy and I feel good and I'm well rested and I take care of myself. I do all the other things, right? I get enough sleep. I drink my water. I go to the gym. I eat well, those things all, it's all, it's all part of the package. Yeah, it's, it's a whole regiment. And yeah. again, it's being, you know, disciplined and regiment. But again, that goes back what we talked about before. And this is what I'm trying to, I, I get excited. I, 
it, it, it's not that it both. I, I just don't like that you think that you're a bad mom. I mean, that's just really, I don't know why it's stick with me, but like, it's just, I, cause I, again, we just talked about beating yourself up during that thing, you know, saying like, you know, be kind to yourself. I, I did it today. I'm doing this. And again, you know, think about like, if you were doing that to yourself in the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. I always say like, you know, there's this TikTok trend I did and it's again, it's corny, but you know, it helped. It was a time where I was beating myself up a lot. And it was like when I'm talking bad about myself and then it cuts to a picture of yourself as a kid, I'm talking about that guy. And it was a picture of me when I'm three years old, still rocking the sweater vest, a lot of hair. Just look, I just, I just got taller. Really. I look the same, but it's true though. Like that's, you know, that's who you're talking bad about. Like, you know, you're still that person inside. So like, you know, think about how far you came with all this, what you just, everything you just said about how you got to this point and what you do to, you know, this is all for yourself. And now you're the best version of yourself and you're presenting that to the world, to your family and everything. So, you know, just keep, I, again, I'm going to, I'm going to drill, probably drill the rest of the podcast because I want, I don't want you to beat yourself up about anything because you work really hard. You know, you doing the whole damn thing. I mean, again, I follow you on social media. I see, you know, you're in the gym, you know, you're taking care of yourself. And again, it's a whole thing. And somebody actually, you know, um, commented here you can't pour from an empty cup mm -hmm. so you're filling your cup and you're yeah. taking care of everybody else with it so just remember that thank you it's yeah. hard and i agree with you i think i think it's easy to beat ourselves up and feel like we're not you know doing our best or i could be yeah. doing better and honestly there's a lot to balance when you're a mom there's a lot and there's a lot for me to remember i i sometimes feel like i'm failing my kids and yeah the, but one thing i know i'm good at is loving on them I can that's love right. on them and that's good. <laughs> People make mistakes. Um, you know, it's a, it just happens. It's no one's perfect. People make mistakes and, you know, listen, raising humans and that's, you just try to give them the best, give them the most love you can and you show them what you think is best. And but it's hard. I see it. My, my, my brother's got three kids. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Um, Dude, I don't know how I do it. <laughs> you know, my, my nephew the other day, my sweet, who is such a sweet little boy when he's going to be 10 and he's, turn, he's just that teenage kids cut. You see, it's like, he's trying to get out. So I told him the other day to put his bike away. And he said, well, I got to do that. Well, I don't got to listen to you. You're not my father. He's like, I'm not your son. And I was like, you know what? You're not. And I said, and I could kick the shit out of you. And what <laughs> happened to me? How's that? But it's, like, it's true. Like, you know, Kids sometimes will test you and they will, it's like, okay, they're going to see what they can get away with and test boundaries and stuff. All you got to do, I guess, is just show them the right way, give them as much love as you can. And because, you know, yeah. I wanted to take him and just like rub his face a little on the concrete. <laughs> it's bittersweet, though. There are times where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then there are times <laughs> where I'm like, oh my gosh, my oldest is going to be out of the house in five years. Great. Yeah, my, right, and we have five years left with her. Awesome. It's going by so fast and it scares the crap out of me. No, they, I mean, they're never going to be gone. Trust me. They'll always be around. They'll always come know. back. No, <laughs> trust me. You, I'm telling you from the future. This is a, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, you know, I always like to be around my family and, and, and it's, it's a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. And, you know, believe me, they'll, they'll be at, they'll want to get out just to get their own thing, but they'll, they'll come back around. And, you know, it'll, it'll be, it'll be good. It'll be different too, because like, as they get older and different things, you experience different parts of things with them. And think about the first time you could actually go 
hang out with your daughter like at a bar or something and like you know that sounds like so much fun yeah like me and my dad we go to the cigar lounge together we you know we all have drinks together we do fun things and i think it's it's oh i love it i love hanging out with my dad it's well awesome. when i come to new york to visit we're gonna have to smoke a cigar together okay we could definitely do that okay. um I don't know if Kim will be down for it. We're going to make her go to the lounge. She can. I mean, I think she will. Yeah. I, I think so. I know Brian will be down for it. I'll make her come with us. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Brian have gone. We hang out at the lounge every once in a while, have a cigar together. So I know oh, he's wow. down for it. That sounds like so much fun. Yeah. Does your husband smoke cigars or is he? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no. All right. But I want to try all the things. So. It's not bad. It's relaxing. I know. I've heard good things. It looks fun. I want to do it. I'm the king of relaxing and doing nothing. And <laughs> ooh, I found my my niche. It's like especially <laughs> now. It's like this is, all my teams are in the playoffs. So I have like so many playoff games to watch. It's like that's my schedule right now is the playoffs. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys follow sports at all? Are you guys big sports? You know what? We are not super big sports uh, people, but I'm working yeah. on it. I'm working on it. Honestly, this is it's so funny. My husband and I actually grew up really similarly. We grew okay. up in really big families that didn't watch sports. We weren't raised on it. Um, we were both super poor. <laughs> we had no money, neither of us. We just were both raised in super humble homes. Sports was not something either of us were raised with. I'm starting to like football more. I'm working on learning to love that okay. and enjoy watching that. The team do you go for a like, root for like, in football? The teams. Um, well, I always loved uh the Broncos because I lived in Denver for okay. three years. Um, but yeah, I'm still working on which teams I go I'm for. Like, I'm like a diehard Yankees fan, diehard Knicks, Giants, and Islanders. And right now the Knicks and Islanders are in the playoffs. Um, and it's just like consumes my my life right now. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, I what i like you know and it's just like I, I people who like sports and i'm like i wish that i was passionate about that like you are i envy that i think it's great well i grew up like you know my dad was a big yankee fan and it was kind of like a bonding thing like we grew up hearing stories about you know him growing up going to see mickey mantle at yankee stadium and then like you know in the 70s when he was in his 20s like those teams and you grew up on that and then like you know i have my teams and you know things that we that i you know that i grew up on and you just share those stories and go to the games together and then plus we, we played baseball as kids, me and my brother. And now my nephews are on travel teams and they play football, baseball, and they're all into it because you know, I do believe, you know, it's 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 a good thing for kids to get involved in, in something, you know, than just being on an iPad and, mm -hmm. and you know, just and stuff like that, you know. So to watch them excel at sports is awesome too. Mm -hmm. And they're getting into it. So we it was always a thing like, you know, in our family, like watching sports and, and being into sports and playing sports. So that was just a thing that we carried on. Yeah, maybe we need to work on that. See, that's another area where I'm like, dang, I'm failing my kids. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's so no. much to feel bad about. No, stop it. No, I, I don't feel bad. You're not failing. <laughs> fine. I'm sure they, they have their, their things they like to do, right? I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm just kidding. Okay. So, so <laughs> not the kids because they don't play, you know, they're playing baseball. It's okay. Not everybody's meant to play baseball. Yeah. Everybody's got their own thing. They, you know, if like I always say, like, you know, kids not meant to play baseball, they invent things. They, you know, George Lucas wasn't supposed to play baseball, he made Star Wars, the greatest movie franchise in history of movies. <laughs> if he was good at baseball, I would have nothing. I would literally have nothing to I would have no tattoos. I would have nothing. I have all Star Wars tattoos. I would have, you know. 
You think so? You think you'd have nothing? No, I'm sure I would have something. I, have <laughs> I think you'd have some. <laughs> I'd have maybe a couple. <laughs> and Island is one. I mean, that's mm -hmm. good. You know, so yeah, that's all mine are like you know things that I that I like and that you know mean something like that. I have mad respect for things people are passionate about, and I've got passions too. I've got yeah, that, that matter to me and things I care about. You know, I don't expect other people to always completely understand the things that I care about and things I'm passionate about. No, so you, we talked about Plexus before. You got involved with Plexus, um, mm -hmm. became an ambassador, and it seems like you guys are doing awesome. You and Kim are just killing it. Yeah, doing and you know, so did you get a lot of blowback? And I kind of talked about it with the Kim a little bit that people like maybe saying, like, you know, oh, it's it's, it's marketing, it's this and that, it's not really. But you're like, no, no, I did this, I'm doing it, I do it every day, and this is the results, and I want to share this with people. What do you say to people that come at you and say that it's not real, that it's you know, you're just pushing a product? It cracks me up when people do that because I feel like people who accuse it of being a pyramid scheme or you're just trying to sell stuff. I'm like, you actually have no idea what you're talking about. No idea because pyramid schemes are illegal. Mm -hmm. They require a lot of money down to like invest. And then the idea is to get more people under you to invest and there is no product, right? So pyramid schemes are completely different. This is actually just another way of marketing a product. And the reason why I do this, the reason how I got into it is because the products changed my life. And I knew, so I actually took the products for an entire year, watched it change my health, watched it transform me into this incredible version of myself. Like I, you have no idea. The, the, the bubbly person that you see now, I didn't exist before this. It, it, it's strange, but uh, like I, I struggled with my mood, with my anxiety, with my sadness, depression. It was just a part of who I was and I struggled a lot with it. And after I had been on these products for 90 days, I had this in, insane bounce in my step. I was shiny. I was like sparkly. I had a weight off my shoulders and I'm like, who is this? Like, who is this version of myself? And so because I found that version of me, I was like, other women need to know about this and men. This is for men, women, children. It is. Young. I mean, and it's I true. I mean, it because that's my heart. I want to help other moms who are feeling flat, who are feeling hopeless. Yeah. That's my passion. I want other, I want to bring life back to the heart of the home, which is the mother, right? Yeah. 100%. I agree with that. Yeah. And and she sets the tone for the whole family. Yes, she does. And so when I healed myself, I was like, dang, I, I really want to help other people to find themselves again. So I sat on the products for an entire year and I finally got over it. Right. Because I, I knew people were going to say stuff like that. Oh, this is a pyramid scheme. Mm -hmm. This is just not real. You're just pushing product. I've had to really learn to not care what people think and to be solid in my, my, uh, my, um, mission in my, my message. I have a message to share. I have people to help. And if you don't want to hear what I have to say, move out of my way. I have other people who need to hear what I have to say. There are other people who want to hear this and who need my help. And so when, yeah, I have gotten a lot of, of, of it and I've got, and I have people in my own family who don't support me, who don't get it, who think it's a joke. I'm a Sapphire ambassador for the company, which means I'm in the top 5% 
um, I'm, you know, top level and they have no idea what that means. And I've had to learn to let go of that and to go, this is my mission. This is my journey. I don't care. Right. No, it's tough. It's tough. It is because when people don't understand something, they will come at you and they will, you know, they'll try to tear it down because they don't get it. They don't understand what's going on. They can never see past the tunnel vision that they have to see past, you know, that there are other options out there. And listen, I, you know, we talked about it um, through text message and, you know, I've talked about it with Kim in the podcast. I was skeptical first too, with taking anything because I, you know, I'm thick headed, I'm old and I don't like change. <laughs> and, but, you know, I also don't like feeling bad. I don't like my stomach feeling bad. I don't, you know, and that was really the thing for me because, you know, I, I ended up in the hospital with a gallbladder attack and I have badass reflux and, you know, these products help me. I take them, you know, every day. I It does. It helps my acid reflux. It helps my gut health. And I didn't realize how important that was until it's in, until you realize it, until, no, here it is. I'm laying in a hospital bed, um, not knowing. I thought I thought my stomach was going to explode. My my chest was going to explode from the pain that I was having. It was just like, it was scary. It was six. I came home from the cigar lounge at 11 o'clock. I had the pain in my chest and my stomach and. I figured, okay, I have indigestion. I'll like prop myself up and it'll go away. Like it always does. Didn't go away. Seven hours later, six o'clock in the morning, I'm still having that pain. And I called my dad, you know, because I'm a 43 year old man adult and I can handle things myself. No. Um, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm scared. And um, I went to the emergency room and I found out, you know, and I, to me, it's like, I don't ever want to feel that again. I don't ever want to be in that pain again. I don't want to do that. So I will do things. And if eating better and taking care of myself can do that, it's like, yeah, okay. I'm not saying, listen, I've had my moments. I fall off the wagon sometimes like anybody else. But I, what gets me back on is thinking about like, you know, having that, that gallbladder attack again. They said 70% chance it will happen again if you go back to what you were doing. So right now I don't have to have surgery and, yeah, you're not the first person that I've seen Plexus help with gallbladder issues. Mm -hmm. um, actually, one of my main builders, she was going to have to have hers taken out and she tried Plexus as a last resort to see if it would help. And it did. She didn't have to have it taken out, which is amazing. Um, so I'm glad to hear that that's helped you. And, and, it, and it's crazy. Like when you, when your health is compromised, all of a sudden your only focus is getting your health back. You take it for granted until you don't have it anymore. And that's another problem that I think we have in, in this culture is that I think a lot of people don't value their health. We're just a Band-Aid, you know, we just fix things and, oh, whenever this happens and I'll fix it, I'll go to the doctor, they'll give me a pill and, they'll and I'll take the pill and whatever. And honestly, that's just a really, really bad cycle to get caught up in. You know, you have a problem, take a pill, whatever. Yeah. Um, but honestly, for me, I want to teach people because gut health is so misunderstood people. I, I was never taught about it. I didn't understand how rooted your health was in your gut health. I never know. Yeah, no, I, I it's so crazy. No one knows. And, and, I'm, and that's not a judgment on my part, but it feels to me like that's my mission. I need to teach people. And, and, and do you know how many people I've heard who live outside of the United States say that they come into the United States and they eat the food here and they get sick within a few days of being here? We, the United States has so many factors that make it so that we all have this 
horrible imbalance, right? Well, the preservatives in the food are horrible. Um, we eat a lot of fast food. Mm -hmm. And is, sugar in everything. Sugars in everything. And, you know, here's the thing, too. Like, you know, it's crazy. You know, as you go buy health, food that's healthier, it's it's a lot of money. You can go to McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's, any of the fast food places, and for $4, have a full meal. Mm -hmm. that's got to be reversed somehow. I mean, that's, it's not, that's not okay. That's like, you know, it's people are hungry and some people, you know, it's like where they get the next meal from. It can't, yeah. it's just teaching them like, okay. And then you get hooked on the, it's cause it's addicting. It's mm -hmm. I'm telling you from as a food addict, that food is very addicting. I can create, you know, when I, you start eating that fast food cause the sugar's in it and it's just getting a hold of you and it's like brings you in. And I just yeah. want to get away from it. It's tough. It's tough. We face a lot of obstacles, you know, antibiotics mm -hmm. wipes out your gut health and those are necessary things, but they're wildly overprescribed. You yeah. know, one round of antibiotics completely wipes out your good gut bacteria. And then it can take so long to rebuild that. Um, it just, I just, there are a lot, I mean, if you look around you, there are so many people struggling with their health. I, I mean, autoimmune diseases, thyroid problems, fertility issues. I mean, all of these things and even just simple stuff like being tired, chronic fatigue, you know, these are things that people are struggling with every day. And I remember daydreaming about taking naps every day. <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's, it's nice. <laughs> just like, I want a nap so bad. Or like I'll yeah. see funny memes that people post about how they wake up in the morning and they can't wait to go back to sleep at night. Like, and I'm like, that's not how I start my day. I don't start my day thinking about going to bed because I'm that tired. Mm -mm. You yeah, wake up sure. actually refresh for the, you know, and like, I okay. am. I mean, you know, I have some mornings where I wake up and I'm tired and I, it takes me a minute to wake up, but like, yeah, I'm, not fine. I'm not yawning my way through the day. And you shouldn't be yawning your way through the day. If you're yawning your way through the day, there's a problem. There's an imbalance. And yeah, so my, you know, my passion is, is in helping people heal in helping people find their health and in doing that, find that their best self and live their best life. And so many uh, people are not living their best life. I would say most people aren't. I mean, just in general, I mean, just, you know, they let the, you know, life just beat them down sometimes. And it's just like, They've given it, they give it up. And it's like, they'll accept it. Like, no, this is my life now. And, you know, being unhealthy is part of it. Not having energy is part of it. You know, um, make the, I'm old, you know, let's make the jokes about it. But like, no, look, you're proof. You're 40 years old. Best shape of your life. Doing everything you want to do. And like, you see it, like you guys are, go, you know, you go on trips, you go on vacations. And you're like, no, I'm not going to be denied anything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're showing that age is just a number and that you could take it back at any time. Well, the cool thing about plexus too, Anthony, is that, um, you know, having, having a healthy gut and having a balance in your blood sugars, it means that it's easier to control yourself when you are, uh, you know, when you're hungry, you mm -hmm. can listen to your body better and make better decisions, right? Like it's helped me to get a handle on my food issues. I don't want to say I had a food addiction because I don't know if I did or not, but I remember my thoughts revolved around food a lot when I was heavier. You know, I used to be 250 pounds and I was a size 20 at my heaviest. And I, you know, my whole life revolved around food. That was pleasure. It was something to, you know, do when I was bored. I had a lot of, it was just food, food, food. I wanted to eat all the time. I was snacky all the time. So being healthy in the gut and having your balanced blood sugars makes it a lot easier to make good decisions with your food because 
I can, I'm not, a, you know, craving that sugar anymore because of my balance that I have. It, it, there's a lot that goes into it, but it's a lot easier to make better decisions when you're healthy on the inside. So if people want to find out about this whole plexus train, get on board and take care of themselves, what's the best way they can get, Oh, follow you, get in contact with you, anything you want to like, you know, throw out there. Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, you can follow me on Instagram, mama, Katie lady, you posted that on there, but I mean, mm -hmm. people can go through you as well. If they're looking for any kind of education on it, I can send videos that I've made. It's really more honestly about gut healing. And what, what I like about Plexus is that it, it's not something that is super hard to do. You take your supplements every day. Right. This is that because there are diets that you can do that get rid of candida yeast, which is basically what Plexus does, right? Candida yeast overgrowth is the reason why people have unhealthy guts. And so you can do candida yeast diets to get rid of it, but it's hard and they're really, really stringent. Plexus makes it easy to fit into your lifestyle. So you're just taking your stuff every day. And if you have a cookie, which I had a cookie today. <laughs> If you have a cookie, it's not all your candida yeast is going to grow back overnight. No. So it's easy to keep the balance is yeah. all I'm saying. The ba and that's what we talked about at the beginning. The balance is the most important thing mm -hmm. and living a, a happy and healthy life. And so, again, follow Katie on Instagram, Mama Katie Lady. Did I say it right? Yeah. And you'll More see, like, you'll see all the pictures of my weight loss. Like, you guys, it's it's my transformation blows my own mind sometimes. I have moments where I'm like, whoa, was that me? It's, it's, it's pretty fun yeah see. you see the pictures it's like it's two different people and you say in the, it's also on the face too it's like you're you're happier you you love being healthier and and like you said before it's like you know i think it's a thing i want to also hammer home again because it was definitely a very good point you made like you were saying you wanted was best for you as far as like you wanted to be you know you wanted to lose weight for you and um because you know because they're always haters like oh she's saying you have to be skinny be happy and that's not what you said at all i wanted to because you were saying you knew what was best for you and you knew what was good for you and everybody's different. And that's, that's something different for everybody else. So I just wanted to get that out there before I, I cause I could see it coming already. Like, you know, Oh, thank you for saying that. Honestly, no like this was something it's, it's for me. I think everybody gets to choose what they want. Right. Yeah. I wasn't happy where I was at. And for me, I knew I wanted different and I knew that I wanted to change because I wasn't happy inside or out. And it, it's eight years, you know, like I said, it's eight years. And this thing, that's a crazy thing too. Like, you know, you look at someone's pictures, you don't know, you know, you just see, but hey, like you don't know, and you don't know what, and it's just like, and I think it gets lost in transformation Tuesdays and Thursdays and face to faces is that it's just because two pictures are together and there's so much more in between that just gets lost. Yeah. You know, my journey has been amazing. I've transformed myself. I've shown myself what I'm capable of. Not only have I transformed my outer appearance because I wanted to. Yeah. And while we're on that subject, I wanted to say this too. My husband never made one comment, not one about how I needed to lose weight, how you're looking a little heavier. Are you going to start going to the gym? Never. And I'm so glad that he never did that. Because he didn't take that choice away from me for who I was doing it for. Yeah. It that's, wasn't that, a requirement from him. That's a good man right there. Um, because, again, like, you know, even guys, you know, I've been with, 
women that have told me they wanted me to lose weight. And again, and you feel like you're doing it for them and it becomes like a, a, um, a chore almost. It, it, can, it confuses you. It yeah. would confuse if I, if Tyson had said something to me about how he wanted me to do it, whether or not I was doing it for him or not, I would still feel like it would mix it up in my mind. It would mix, it would blend together. Like, well, he wants me to lose weight and I want me to lose weight. So now I got to do this. And it would pressure me and it would make me feel, it would make me feel like shit, to be honest. I'm so glad that he never did that. Well, it also shows that, you know, he loves you and that's, doesn't matter what package that comes in. And of course, he, I'm sure you always wanted you to be not saying the inside, the happiness that you're feeling now and enjoying that life together. And that's, you know, that's probably the best gift you can give him now that, you know, you guys are still. I will tell you it, it, for him, for him to watch me evolve into this version, right? Like that's another cool thing about me and Tyson is that he's been with me from the very beginning. He's watched me grow into this woman who I used to be pretty insecure. I didn't know who I was. I've become this version of myself now. And he, that is super um, attractive to him. He, he has really loved watching me become this version of myself. And I know how much um, that brings into our relationship that yeah. I'm happy with who I am now. Yeah. My friend, my friend, Tracy Carnazzo, who I talk about all the time on the podcast. Um, she actually just said to me, like, she goes, be the partner that you would want. You know, like, you know, because, you know, I talk about the miserable and magical of, of dating and it's horrible and it's the pits and, um, and all that stuff, you know. So she says, like, be the partner you would want to be. Like, if you want to be like old Mushad and, you know, not taking care of yourself, then that's who you're going to attract. And that's who you, you know, don't be surprised if somebody doesn't want that, you know. Well, you know, I, I have compassion for myself for those years, too, that yeah. I struggled because having babies is no joke. And also not knowing how to eat was no joke. I didn't understand about protein. I didn't understand about calories. I didn't understand any of it. And so, you know, I look back on myself when I was heavier and I have a lot of love and compassion for that version of myself. And I look back at her and I'm so grateful to her for doing the hard things, for bringing those babies into the world, right? Like oh. my body I've actually had four. We lost a little boy a couple I'm years, sorry. four years ago. I'm Thank sorry. you. But, um, and I don't like to leave him out because that was a pregnancy I had to go through. And that was weight I had to lose after we lost him, which was just another, you know, salt in the wound. But, um, but you know, I'm grateful to my body for all the things it's done. It's, mm -hmm. it's been through a lot. And I have to remember too, to not be so hard on myself because guys, I've lost almost a hundred pounds on the scale and I have loose skin. Like my, I have cellulite. I have mad cellulite. I have stretch marks. My body is, I have mad cellulite on my leg. T-shirts come with mad cellulite. <laughs> it is mad. And like I could win a competition. No, but like, but that's, you know, you look at you, you again, you're talking about, you're owning it. Like this is my body. It's been through the war and back. Like, you know, you yeah. think about what a woman goes through in her life. Yeah. you know, with kids and everything else. And it's like, yeah, I'm here and I'm still fighting and this is what it is. And, you know, it's not. And I think social media has warped our perception of what people should look like mm -hmm. in general, you know, because I see it, too. And I, I, you know, it's you see those pictures. It's like, no, that's not real. Mm -hmm. You know, and you could have surgery, but they, even people have like, you know, tummy, there's scars because it's it's a massive mm -hmm. surgery. They cut yeah, I've had skin removal. I've yeah. had skin removal actually. And I'm really grateful that I did because I, we, I had the muscle repair, which mm -hmm. for 
brought my muscles together. So now I have a stronger core. I lift weights, you know, that's part of my routine is lifting. And I'm grateful that I had that surgery, not only because it smoothed everything out, but I also have that strength because when you have babies, it pulls your muscles apart. Right. And so I'm really grateful that I had that surgery because now I can go to the gym and I have a lot more strength in my core to do, you know, deadlifts and, and all the other things that I do. And it's, it's, yeah, my, my mother it's more than what people think it is. It's oh, not, yeah. Just, yeah it, it's my not mother just, told us that, you know, she had to have C-section and it was my fault because I was turned sideways and I was lazy oh. and they had to gut me like a fucking deer to get you out. That's like, you know, I was like, she goes, and she had the C-section. It wasn't, you know, the bikini line one. It was, she had, she was cut from, she had a huge scar in my mom. So it was like, even if I could wear a bikini, I couldn't because she had pull your lazy ass out. Like, you know, you know, so it was always like, you know, hearing those fun stories. You think about like what it's, it's not, People, you know, it's like, oh, we give birth. It's like, you know, but no, it's it rips your body apart. It, like it, it does. And you yeah. know what? Like this all goes back to loving yourself, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I know that this is, it's so cliche to talk about loving yourself, but it's more about honoring, right? Like I'm 40, I'm not 20, right? Oh, I've had yeah. kids. I'm proud yeah. of that. I've had babies and I've lost a lot of weight. So my body has been through some things and look how amazing it is that I've been able to get myself into the shape that I'm in at all. Yeah. And these parts of my body that aren't conventionally perfect and pretty, because I don't want anyone to think that I'm over here going like, oh, I'm perfect and I'm prettier than everybody. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I have imperfections. I have flaws. I have a body. And one of the things that's helped me as well is having body neutrality, um, where it's not about like, you need to love your cellulite and you have to love your stretch marks. Like, actually, I don't. I can just like be neutral about it. Yeah. It's stretch marks. I, I don't know. I, why do I have to feel anything about them? You don't have to feel anything. About I them. don't. And, and honestly, like my body has brought my babies into the world. It's strong. I take care of it. I honor it for what it does for me. I don't have to love, you know, the parts that are not conventionally pretty or perfect or whatever you want to call it. Well, you have some fans on the message board. My, my buddy Keith said, damn, she is. And three fire emojis. <laughs> so there you go. Thanks, it's, Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> you know, he, so, you know, again, I mean, that's to the, you know, I, before we wrap it up, like the, the body positivity is great. I love it. I love people like, you know, love yourself, but it's okay to be like, no, I'm not crazy about this. Or it's just, I'm, I don't feel anything about it. Like, it's just like, yeah, like you know, like I talk about things I don't like about myself, and like yeah, I don't have to like I I don't like my I hate my legs. I don't like them. They're big. They're tree trunks. Even when I lost weight, I have tree trunks for legs, and it's just but whatever. But I think about this though. You know, these legs have carried me at my heaviest. Um, they got me started walking when I you know, and all these things, and they legs. Yeah, they were strong enough to they, they get me through my day and your body gets you through your day and you just you, yeah, you thank yourself for it all and you just move on. And and I always think the thing, too, like my brother says it, too, because at first I wasn't going in the pool like because I didn't want to wear shorts or anything. And my brother's like, no one cares. Like no one cares. And if they did, that's they're more messed up than anything else. He's like, and it's true, because 
And you know what? I didn't care. It was like last year we had like one of the hottest stretches here. It was like ungodly hot. Like it was, and I guess being down in Atlanta, you or Cal, but near, near Atlanta, you can feel it by Georgia. Um, I don't know why I said Atlanta. I just assume everybody lives in Georgia, lives near Atlanta. I do. I do. Okay. All right. So good guess. I mean, I just <laughs> picture like, you know, that's the only city I know there. So, I mean, it was so hot. And I, I remember like I was at work all day and even the air conditioning wasn't doing it. I'm like, I'm putting my fat ass in that pool and I don't care what anybody. I just, I went in, God changed. I went in and I got in the pool. I was like, ah. and you know what? It changed the summer because mm-hmm. I enjoyed the whole summer and I was swimming with my nephews and my niece and we were having a good time and they would, you know, all those things. That. Yeah. Love that. And you know what? I was the same way, dude. Um, you know, 20 years ago, I remember being too insecure to walk from the hot tub to the pool in my swimsuit. And I, this has been something that's been really hard for me to work on and overcome. And it's only gotten better maybe in the last year. I'm not mm-hmm. kidding. Year to two years I've been working on this. And we went to Myrtle beach a couple weeks ago, me and the family, and I just let it all hang out. I don't, care anymore and the thing is no one's looking at you no and and if they are they're not thinking about it they're thinking about themselves and i had a good time in the water with my children not worrying about it it's just yeah. a waste of energy that's waste all that matters. yeah I, I mean that's the thing too like i look i look last summer um my brother's pool was open for the first time and these kids had a whole summer of their uncle being in the pool with them playing around throwing them around you know doing all those fun things that i remember my uncle and my dad and every, all my family doing like, you know, we, it was our summer. Heck yeah. yeah. And did you ever think back at, at your dad and how he looked in his swimsuit? No, no, I'm jealous. I wish I looked as good as he did. His <laughs> <laughs> my dad, all my female friends, um, they all tell me how hot he is. So it's yeah. Really? Yeah. You're going to have to send me a picture of him later. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very good looking older man. He's uh <laughs> I said, my, my French face, like, oh my God, dad's so hot. I'm like, really? And then, like, even my sister in law, people that she works with say the same thing. Wow. Yeah. Everybody, they think my dad's hot. So, uh, yeah, I would love to look at my dad. Looks right now at 68 years old. I will, I'll trade. Hot. I'll, tra- I'll trade. Uh, I'll trade. Yeah. I'll trade but, but my point is, is your nephews, they don't yeah. care. No. They, all they care is that Uncle Anthony is in the pool with them. Yeah. That's all Thanks. I care about is that, you know, and then they, they, I just want me to do things with them. And, and, and that was all like, you know, and when the first time I went in, my niece was so happy. She came running out. Cause it was like one of those, I just came in, I got changed. And I went out. She came running out. She's like, uncle cheese is in the pool. And she came in with me. That's what they call me. Uncle cheese. Um, they were in the pool with me and they were just having a good time. And they just, you know, it was just, I'm looking forward to it this summer too. You know, um, I, I ended it early because I got tattoos uh, for my birthday and it was, you can't go in the pool after you get tattoos. Everyone's like, what? idiot i know i got my tattoo in june yeah look at that. That's and i had to wear a t-shirt over it most of the summer but yeah so i got so i got the islanders thing here mm-hmm. for my birthday and then i got luke's um coffee shop from gilmore girls the oh one. nice yeah that's I'm, awesome I'm i like your um 90210 tattoos too thank you um jenny garth was a little weirded out when she saw it tori spelling loved it that what is- you met them yeah, so um, a quick, a quick story. So I'm a huge 90210 fan. Like it's it's in, obviously, but it's I'm a very big 90210 fan. They were doing so after the reboot they did. Jenny and Tori were doing a live, like you know, a meet and like a meet and greet and Q and A, and they announced. So I live on Long Island, um, which is in New York, 
And in Morristown, New Jersey, which is like two and a half hours away in another state, they announced that one. And I got so excited that they were that close. I bought tickets to Morristown. 20 minutes later, they announced Westbury, Long Island, which is five minutes from me. Um, so I, but I went to Morristown and I, I know people that live there. So I got to hang out with them during the day, but I opened my, I was by myself. Like I was a guy by myself going to, and I guess this also adds into the creep factor. I, you know, just a, just a single guy, just going to see. Actor. Um, and when I went there, Tori Spelling, I love the tattoo. She's like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Um, she looked like she was a little weirded out. And this year, my friend, Nick, my best friend went to nineties con. Um, and Jason Priestley was there. Ian Ziering, um, Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling was there. I'm trying to think who else was there. I, so Shannon Doherty was there wow. and I couldn't go. I had comedy shows. So my friend Nick took up my picture, put it in it and he, and he, and he held it up in the picture. So I'm in there with him and he said, I had to do this. My best friend, he was telling him about, um, my tattoo and everything. Jason Priest seemed like pretty interested in it. So uh, yeah, one day awesome. meet him. Um, I don't know what I'll do when I meet Brandon Walsh for the first time, but that'll be. <laughs> now I gotta watch that show again. I used to do my hair like in ninth grade, like so it looked like his. Like it was oh, just. Oh man, he yeah. was in Dreamboat. <laughs> I just wanted. To, I just I thought Brandon Walsh was like the the guy you wanted to be. Like he was just yeah. an all around good guy, always did the right thing. Um, Except when yeah, he, cheated on he, Kelly. he was the good guy. Dylan was the bad boy. Yeah, I mean, he did cheat on Kelly one time, and that was just out of character, and mm-hmm. um, I don't like that part. But anyway, I'm not going <laughs> to go into a whole nine hundred two discussion. Like, <laughs> Another podcast. We'll I'll do be that. here forever. Um, I just <laughs> want to thank you, Katie, so much for coming on tonight and being a guest. You are absolutely awesome, and definitely want to have you on again because this was one of the most I thought easy podcasts I've ever done. Really? Um, yeah, we just. You know, we just had a conversation and uh, I hope people got like a lot of good stuff out of it. I know I did. And please, once again, plug whatever you want to plug. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Oh, I mean, my mama, Katie lady on Instagram is probably the, the account where I share the most. Um, I love, uh, you know, educating people on not only gut health, that's one part of it, but honestly, the mindset that I had to get. It's all on my Instagram. I love teaching people about it. So please come follow me. I do lots of stories every day. I show you guys my cute dog and <laughs> my Georgia life. I love living in Georgia, by the way. Everyone should live here. It's my amazing. best friend is there now, actually. Really? Uh, Where? Yeah, near Atlanta. He's um. So he, I'll plug it. I'll, you know, I plug his stuff anyway, but I'll, I'll talk about it. He um, he's part of a movie called The Forest Hills. It's a horror movie. Um. And they're filming extra scenes down there right now. And he's an executive producer on the film now. Um, but originally, they used three of his songs from his his band songs for the, on the soundtrack. And um, he had a cameo in it. And then they got picked up by, I think it's, I'm going to, I don't know which one it is. Um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say the wrong one. A streaming service to have the movie played on there. And they're going to shoot more scenes for it. So, they needed some money. He became an exec. He put some money in, became an executive producer. Uh, so now this is his project as well. And he's down there helping film with the scenes and everything like that. So he's in uh, Bad Street, Atlanta, GA right now. Okay. Do you know that? I, I don't, but you, yeah, like that's 
pretty cool. They do film a lot of movies down here. Yeah. No, Bad Street in Atlanta, Jay, is a wrestling thing. It's the Fabulous Freebirds. It was their theme song. Um, oh. Bad Street. I'll send it to you because it's... Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's 80s and cheesy. You'll love it. Um, PSAs. <laughs> it's, you know, again, things that I like and know about that no nobody else does. Cause, I love it. I love right. all the things that you like and know about. So teach me all the all right. things. So I'm definitely going to send you that. Um, <laughs> Katie, once again, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. You're welcome. And, My pleasure. Uh, I want to thank Kim for introducing us because... And I would have had you on. So once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us tonight on the podcast. This has been episode 274 of Keep Moving Forward. As always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. And if you want to get the video, videos are now available on Spotify. So check us out on Spotify. Also on iTunes, five-star rate and review. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song. Check it out on iTunes. And while you're there, his new band, Demon Scar, releasing new music like crazy. Actually, on their demonscar.bandcamp.com, they have their new album out. It's called, it's the live album from the Whiskey. You play the Whiskey at GoGo in December, and they have the, uh, the live album there. So definitely check that out. Long Island, only one place to go for your deli needs. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother uh, I sent you in. I'll be like, oh, all right, you know my brother? All right, whatever. And then get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. Not because it's named after me, because it really is that good. Finn's Deli. Finsdeli.com. Once again, I want to thank everybody who joined us tonight on Facebook, everybody listening at home on your podcast listening devices. This has been episode 274. I will talk to you all next week. <laughs>